Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I am Matt. I'm Dory. And we are here to talk to you all about the dangers of napping in the car. <laughs> the... The way naps in the car work is when you want a toddler to nap in the car, they won't. Correct. But when you definitely don't want them to fall asleep because then you know that they won't nap when they get home. Yes. Then they will definitely fall oh. asleep. Yeah, that's the rule. It's an if then. Mm-hmm. I see. Yep. Okay. So do you think that there's ever a time when we could get someone else to... Um, ask Henry not to nap because it seems not to work when we do it. That's a great question, Matt. Would you listen to like Corduroy if like a uh, anthropomorphized bear named Corduroy were to ask him? I mean... Would he listen to a trash truck that told him through a series of beeps? I don't know. Today just seemed... It was it was like a fully lost cause. Well, I mean... Because usually when I'm like don't fall asleep and I kind of like make a cacophony yes he doesn't fall asleep right but today he kind of like just couldn't he handle dozed it. off and then i said henry please don't fall asleep and he kind of half opened his eyes and was like i've heard you but i do not accept what you yeah said. essentially and then just like closed them again and then at one point i like tapped him on the head yeah and he didn't stir <laughs> i mean so i was like all right I've done what I can here. This is a, I mean, I don't know. So now he's in his room. He seems to be pacing back and forth in his crib. I know. <laughs> just looking for ways to get out. I mean, it's just like, this is just rest time. Yep. It's so. like lights are out. Your noise machine is on. Yeah. You need to do you, bud. And mm-hmm. that means rest. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> so. What else is going on? 
Well, the reason he was so tired and the reason we were in the car in the first place is because I took him to the beach. Yeah. You took him to the beach. I recorded an episode of Star Trek, the next conversation while that happened. Yeah, I went with two of my friends and their kids who are almost exactly Henry's age. Matt had bought us a wagon, a stroller wagon. Yeah, even though they're no longer allowed at Disney World or land due to their size. Dory told me her plan of taking the child to the beach, and I was like, I don't know if that stroller's going to cut it. With the ham and all the stuff. Yeah. There's so many beach accoutrements. There are a lot of beach accoutrements. So I was like, you need a wagon. And the only reason I said that was because I was in Target the day before purchasing, uh, picking up my prescription. And the place was torn apart, and I had to look for Henry's baby lotion. By torn apart, he means they're like renovating our target. And yeah, like everything every, was moved around. Every I don't I don't know if there was a single planogram in action yet. Like everything seemed to be in a temporary holding, but I happened to see this Jeep uh, Wrangler stroller wagon, mm-hmm. and I went, "Those kids look like they're having a good time." I bet Henry would like a wagon. And it stuck in my head. And then when Dory said, I want to take him to the beach with the these uh, my friends and their two kids, I was like, oh, you need a wagon. And my friend had, one of my friends had a beach wagon. Yes. This is not a sponsored uh, ad for wagons. No. Um, but I was like, wow, you know, taking Henry to the beach requires a lot of stuff. Too much stuff. Because even taking him to the park nowadays... Yeah. I, I see the, just, you know, and then if he wants a scooter with you, too, it's like, where the hell do you put a scooter? Well, I definitely wasn't taking a scooter to right. the beach. I know, but my point was, he seems to, he does not travel lightly no. well, anywhere he goes. So what was fun was Matt ended up getting the, the stroller wagon, and there was like, we went to the Malibu Tide Pools, Malibu Lagoon, and there was a bit of a walk from the parking lot to the actual beach. Mm-hmm. And so I asked one of his little friends, like, do you want to get in the wagon too? And he did. So I, I should have taken a picture. Um, but he and his pal with like some bags and some sand toy, like it was just very cute mm-hmm. getting pushed in the little wagon. But then of course, about halfway down the path, Henry wanted to walk. Did Were they both buckled in? Yes. <laughs> it was very cute. Nice feature of that wagon is the buckling. Yes. I did not anticipate it having buckles. No, but it's nice that it does yeah. for someone like Henry. Who would probably he's climb, a runner. try to climb out. He's yeah, because on the way back, Henry didn't want to get in the wagon. He wanted to walk. Mm-hmm. But his friend wanted to get in the wagon. And we did not buckle him in. And he did not move. Yep. Because he's a normal child. Yes. <laughs> Henry needs to disappear he like his favorite thing to do was he wanted he wanted to sit down in the sand by the um ocean and wait for the wave to come in and like wash over him Mm -hmm. that was like his favorite thing i mean it's a good activity yeah i don't i don't hate that activity and then he made me pick him up and i couldn't Figure out exactly what he wanted. He kept going down, down, down. And I was like, does he want me to like dunk him under the water? But I was like wearing my hat and my watch and I didn't want to like. Your watch can handle it. Well, my hat. Your hat can't handle it. I don't think so. Okay. But then I realized what he actually wanted was for me to take him out to where the surfers were. Gotcha. I mean, he already looks like a surfer boy. He does. Kind of, yeah. So it's a natural, it's a natural course of action, I think, yeah. for him to just end up uh, in the boo. Yeah, there were so many like boo. Just everyone there was a, such a boo character. Yeah, you know, including these like little feral beach surfer boys. <laughs> sure. You know. Yeah. And like, yeah, there were some like old. Old surfers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always so... Malibu always is so far. It was quite far. Yeah. It only took us half an hour to get there. It, it always takes a very little time to get there because you're going early in the morning. Yeah. But then by the time you're ready to head back, Los Angeles has woken up. Well, it would have been... also have decided to go places. It would have been worse going the other way. Yeah, of course. 
Um, but yeah, it did take us a solid 45 minutes yeah. to get home. Well, that's good because Andy and I recorded for two hours and seven minutes. That's quite a long It was a time. lengthy Voyager podcast. If you're wow. on the pa- president's circle of Patreon, enjoy. Um, well, I want to thank everyone who has purchased my book. Oh, it's the book portion. It's the book portion of the pod. Hang on. It's the book portion of the pod, everybody. Do I have any book portion of the pods to go? I don't have a... I need a... I need more... We'll just go with this one. It's the book portion of the pod with Dory. Thanks for waiting. That is what we play when a minor a- character actor on Star Trek gets five lines or above because they get a bump, pay bump. <laughs> so that's oh, our celebrate five lines. That's fun. Yeah, you know, when you hear the term, are you an under five? You get less money. Oh. A lot of inside baseball over there. Hmm. Inside baseball. Okay. Wow. Um, I can hear everyone tuning in to TNC. Okay. So people are buying your book. People, people are, are reading book. your book. Yep. They're consuming it. They're going. They are. This I've consumed this, and now I must share my thoughts. Go. Yes. Okay. So this is from Shannon. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. I just wanted to take a moment to share that the podcast and Dory's new book has been helpful in making me feel less alone during a very difficult time in my life. I'm a late bloomer as well in a different way. I grew up in a very Christian family and I met my long-term partner at a Christian college. We Mm -hmm. dated for four years, then were married for two and a half before I came to understand and accept that I'm gay. For a lot of reasons, this was something I had suppressed since I was young. I've been officially divorced for a while now, and I met my current partner on a subreddit called r slash late bloomer lesbians. Before discovering the subreddit, I hadn't identified as a late bloomer, but I think 26 is decently late in life to discover and accept your sexuality. While our stories so far aren't too similar, it feels warm and comforting to read your book and hear that I have so much time to figure out who I am and where I want my life to go. The podcast has been a warm blanket of normalcy, and since coming out, it has taken more meaning. Since I'm a lesbian, there's a good chance that building my family will include IUI and or IVF with a sperm donor. Hearing from you both and your listeners is helping me wrap my mind around the possibility and feel hopeful. I haven't listened to every episode of the pod yet, so forgive me. If this signal has already been sent out and answered. You don't have to listen to every episode. (laughs) Um, I'm recently coming to terms with the fact that I may have vaginismus as well as recognizing the sexual trauma that came from having excruciatingly painful sex with a man. Mm. I'm considering trying pelvic floor PT to work through these issues as well as continuing to work with my therapist. If anyone has experience with treating vaginismus or pelvic floor PT, I would love to hear it since I'm interested in carrying a child someday. I would be especially interested to hear the experience of anyone who struggled with vaginismus and gave birth. Thank you for all your do. Thanks for all you do. Shannon in 600 square feet in Chicagoland, Illinois, newly living alone, zero hot dogs in the past several years. Well, several year blanket hot dog moratorium. Yeah. I mean, that might be me too. <sighs> you guys are both pulling my leg. Just You got to be having you're in Chicago. The Chicago dog is a famous thing that is essentially a hot dog covered in bullshit. <laughs> Maybe that's why Shannon hasn't had a hot I dog. I get it. In I years. get it. You go to a Chicago place for a dog, and it's like, I'm like, wait, why do you have tomatoes back there? What are you going to do with that? What? Yeah. Right, you put that on the fair question. Grody to the max, as they say in 1988. Um, Shannon, thank you for writing in. Thank you for sharing your story. And uh, we would love to hear from other listeners who have had the, these issues. So the vaginismus signal has gone out. I assume that's how you pronounce it. What do you think it looks like? The signal. What, um, when you look at the sky, what does the light look like? A big vagina. I mean, that feels like it would blanket. There'd be a lot of signals going off. Yeah. I don't know how to quite uh, embody vaginismus in a signal. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm just asking yeah, for the a fair artist question. rendering yeah. of this comic whenever it gets made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right. One. Sorry, we say graphic novel now. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. All right. Um, this is from Kristen. Just finished your book. Wanted to thank you for writing it. I also have a lot of parallel life experiences to you. And I'm currently 36, never married, no home ownership, yay for expensive cities, childless, and recently single. I've definitely felt the invisibility of being a woman over 35. And it's easy to sink into that feeling of desperation for my life, not aligning with society's preferred timeline. Hearing your story gave me hope for finding a partner where things just click and reinforcement that it's okay to do things differently, even if it means life doesn't look exactly like I thought it would. I realize I'm not the typical listener demographic for this podcast, but I actually started with Forever 35 and realized I love excellent adventure as well. I made the decision to freeze my eggs last year and realized I'm very lucky to have had the resources to do so. I found virtually no online support around egg freezing, but IVF communities were really helpful in understanding the retrieval process and feeling a little less alone while stabbing myself with needles every night. I now try to speak openly about my experience in hopes that more conversations about fertility in general will help in the long run. Just me in 800-ish square feet in San Francisco. Pretty sure no hot dogs this year. I need a BBQ or baseball game. Yeah, I would say head to the Giants game. And uh, get yourself the garlic fries. I know it's not a hot dog, but I enjoyed the garlic fries up there. I went to a Giants-Red Sox game a few years mm. ago. Remember? Kevin Pollock and I went. Oh, yeah. We road tripped up to, and I believe, yes, I have the first pitch for that at bat in Henry's room. That is oh. Madison Baumgartner. Wow. Threw that ball to Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts got a single. And then, you know, you walk into the pro shop after the game thinking I'll buy a t-shirt or something like that. And Uh they already have this stuff ready to sell. (coughs) So that ball was retrieved, labeled, authenticated by Major League Baseball and up for sale for $139. I was like, yes, please. Wow. Even though Mookie Betts no longer plays (laughs) for the Red Sox. He was on the Red Sox when that happened. And I believe, if I remember correctly... David Price pitched almost a complete game, gave up one run, and they lost. Yeah, It was a one nothing that game. Real pitcher's duel, as they say. Wow. It's 2017, I want to say. Anyway. Anyway. That's my thoughts about hot dogs in Thank San you. Francisco. Thank you <laughs> That so turned much. into a garlic fry ad. Um, all right, well... <laughs> Anyway, I remember we did the we so we were in the car for like six hours. We check into the hotel. We we walk down to the ballpark, and you know it's a long drive from L.A. to San Francisco. And we get there, and we're both talking about like, oh, what we're gonna what we're gonna get for food and go to our seats. And Kevin got nachos, like big thing of nachos with like jalapeno and cheese on it, and then the national anthem, and we both stand up for the national anthem. And the nachos go. Oh no! I had so much cheese on my foot; it was hilarious. Cheese foot. Cheese foot, America. All right, continue. Um, no, I was just going to say we're going to take a short break. Oh, just want to remind everyone that we do have a Facebook group at facebook.com/group/eggsandventure. There's also a pregnancy and children spinoff group. Mm-hmm. Um, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com/eggsandventure. You can email us at dorianmatt at gmail, Matt and Dory at gmail, and our phone number is 413-461-BABY, where you can also send us a text. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see 
a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top. Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We're back. Hello. All right. This first email is from Anonymous. Hi, Dorian Matt. I'm Hello. I'm a Forever 35 fan turned egghead. Oh, the second one today. That's good. Yeah, that I is I like good. a little cross-promo action. Yep, yep, yep. I pre-ordered your memoir, Dory, and it has brought me much-needed comfort this week. I went through my first egg retrieval during the crazy winter storm here in Texas this past February. I was over a week into taking all the shots when the snow and ice hit and my fertility oh. clinic lost power and water, making it impossible for my ultrasound and blood work appointments. I wonder what happened to the their frozen eggs. I hope they had a backup I don't know. situation. Well, maybe they went to Mexico with Ted Cruz. My husband is a paramedic and had to work during the storm. He was just taking his daughter. Look, Cabo, sometimes you need to be in Cabo. Yeah. And I couldn't get my car out of our driveway since we have no resources here in Austin to remove snow. So my doctor drove to my house to bring me more medicine and continued to call me every day to check in. My sister-in-law and her boyfriend, who has a truck with snow tires, drove me on the snow-covered freeway and overpasses to another clinic about 30 minutes away for an ultrasound to confirm I was ready for the retrieval. I mean, talk about having forward thinking you have snow tires in austin yeah good for you wow your your sister-in-law's boyfriend is he gets it maybe he just said mud runners but they also work on the snow i need to know even though so much was going wrong so many people came to our aid bless you <laughs> preemptive blup preemptive cough would you like some water honey the air in here really irritates my throat well, it's dry you know the air purifier smoky no it's not the purifier is running Oh, sure you can. I just smell lavender. Okay. You um, should put on one of these. It's lavender scented. Matt has one of those Breathe Right strips I on think his nose. you would be disturbed by the lavender scent. Really? Well, you don't like scents. I don't love cloying scents. <laughs> so put this strip that smells like lavender on your nose, I feel like, is a no-go for you. Probably. All right. But it's really been helping you. Tremendously, it's I, I've been able to record without sounding like this. Right yeah, there. and you've been able to sleep. Yeah, last night I slept. It was one night. Yeah. Thanks, impulse buy at the pharmacy. Not an ad. <laughs> Even though so much was going wrong, so many people came to our aid. I was going to say this: this person has like a village. Yes. And we came out on the other side with four normal embryos. We went through our first transfer on the 4th of July weekend after, and after waiting impatiently for nine days, found out my HCG level was only 12. I was devastated. 
After I finally stopped crying, I picked up your book and jumped straight to the chapters about your IVF journey. Then I listened to episode 56 of Excellent Adventure to hear more about your second transfer. Hearing you discuss your feelings of sadness and disappointment makes me feel less alone right now when I just want the time and space to be sad and disappointed. I know we are so fortunate to have additional embryos, but right now it scares me to think about putting ourselves through all this again, to hope like that again, especially when we don't know why this transfer with a healthy embryo didn't work. My best friends have been supportive during this difficult time, but hearing you two openly and honestly talk about how difficult and confusing and hopeless this process can be has been my greatest comfort this week. Two adults, one 20-pound cat and 55-pound dog in 1,500 square feet. Zero hot dogs this year, but one corn dog consumed the day of the transfer. <laughs> All right. All right. Corn dogs. Um, they don't count, and I appreciate that she understands that. <laughs> I fully get where where you're coming from. I felt these exact same feelings. The hope part is the worst of it. Like, I believe that was the theme of uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I've always felt an affinity for that book and movie. Well, it's a novella. I know. It's in four seasons. I know. It's I, called Rita Hayworth I own, Redemption. I own the book. I'm just saying. I love how Red is an Irish guy in the book, and he has red hair, and it makes sense. And he says the line, it's because I'm Irish, and you go, all right, Stephen King, you keep flipping. And then when you do it in the movie, mm-hmm. and Morgan Freeman says maybe it's because I'm Irish, and gives that wry smile, it's like, it was brilliant to not even bother changing that line. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, yeah, so this is all to say, Anonymous, I totally feel you, and... it's hard it's really hard so thinking of you (sighs) all right this next email is from mariah hi dory matt henry and bo pausing the pod is this about shashi no this email damn on Pausing a pot on my morning walk with our rescue dog, Bodie, and our 19-month science baby. This is starting to become a habit for me. I just listened to your exchange about potty training, and Dory's stance that it needs to be done in an informed, intentional manner so as not to move backwards or fuck up your kid and or the process. And Matt's stance of, I don't know how to do it. Can I just guess what could go wrong? People have been using toilets for hundreds of years. I just want to say... First of all, it wasn't a stance. That was hyperbole. I bout this, that entire conversation, same. You could just substitute just about any parenting or health topic, and my husband and I have had nearly the same exchange so many times. He always has the nerve to assert that he's doing a good job as a dad or with his own health as an argument okay. that his desire to shoot from the hip on some occasions is totally fine. First of all, I have never said that I was good with my own health or being a dad. Let's just state that for the record. <laughs> My husband has a way of making me feel like the overbearing anal worry wart during these exchanges when I'm actually a pretty chill, easygoing, and fun person who just likes to work smarter. My husband is an excellent dad and can still occasionally be wrong or uninformed about some things. They are not mutually exclusive. I just want to say I felt your frustration 100%, Dory. Best Mariah Adamic in 1,600 square feet in North County, San Diego with my husband, our toddler, our rescue dog, and our second baby by spontaneous conception on the way in January 2022. Really? No hot dogs, but three veggie corn dogs this year. They are the best. Certainly does not count. None of it in that sentence counted. Veggie corn dog? <laughs> what? Uh, Why don't you just eat corn? All right. Why don't you just eat corn? Huh. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. For, That's my stance. For weighing in. My stance is, why don't you just eat corn? <laughs> Thank you. What's your stance on potty training? Uh, I don't have a stance on potty training. I don't. I don't want to force him to do it. No, I at don't all. Either. That's my stance. Mm-hmm. So, like when I ask him, when he's clearly, I'm like, I know what you're doing. Do you want to pee? May I make a suggestion that I think we could both do a little bit sure. more of? Because I know. Let me just before you say that though, say I'm I'm so healthy and such a great father. Continue. <laughs> I think we should <laughs> say. I think instead of asking, we should say let's let's go like let's go have you sit on the potty. No, I'm role playing as Henry. No, 
I've found that when I just state it, he generally goes along. No. Then I'll no. say, okay, let's just go in there. No. Up. <laughs> Up. Down. <laughs> To free. <laughs> Purple. Purple. Orange. Ah. All right. That's how Henry talks. So. Uh, um. I will say he did so first two days ago for the first time ever. He used his words with me in a sense of like not just saying a word, but communicating a want, need, or desire. Oh, what did he do? He picked up the lawnmower. Uh-huh. You know, not, he didn't pick up a John Deere lawnmower. He picked up his plastic <laughs> bubble-blowing lawnmower. I want to be sure I'm clear on that. And he was like, you know, trying to, sound wasn't working. I was like, yeah, but the, I don't think it has batteries anymore. And he goes, mm-mm. And then he goes, Bubbles. And I went, I went, oh, well, we're actually out of bubbles. But that was the first time he ever like used his words. Yeah. It was two days ago. No, oh, you didn't tell me about I that. I meant to tell you about that, but then I was like, I should save this for the podcast. No, you didn't. I did not. The second part is not true. <laughs> first part is I forgot. Yeah. Um, wow, that's great. Henry, um, Henry and I spend an awful lot of time on weekends uh, up and down this driveway. <laughs> yeah kind of your zone it's like you know he'll grab a golf club uh he'll you know wash a car he'll uh push that you know where is his truck truck his outside truck his outside truck i don't know that goes that one i have not seen it it's not in here it doesn't it generally doesn't go to the park. Exactly. Because it's so big. So I don't, it should be around. I haven't around. seen it in forever. Hmm. And I feel like that's like, he loves that thing. Well, you mention it. I'll, I'll look for it. Part of me thinks like he could have pushed it back there and forgotten. That is possible. Yeah. It's also possible that it's in his toy closet. No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's the outside truck, honey. Come on. Uh, These don't right. make it into the toy closet. Um, Sometimes he parks things in here. But he did not. He brought yeah. his lawnmower in here, and, he was, and I was like, do you want to keep your lawnmower in here? And I'll make sure it's safe. He's like, yeah. He had his grocery cart in here for a long time, too. Yes, he likes to put his golf bag in here as well. <laughs> I always go to my golf bag, and I find his little tiny pitching wedge in it. Aww. He always like puts his pitching wedge in my Aww. golf bag. It's funny. It's cute, but then I'd be over the legal club, li- club limit. You oh know what I mean? Gosh. And then I'd be like, Henry, you're going to forfeit my score here. Wow. It's two-stroke penalty per hole played. Oh, my God. Um, Matt, do you want to read this next email from, sure. from Matt? Hello, Matt. Oh, this is... F- Keep going. Scroll, scroll. There. Uh, hey, Dorian, Matt. Long-time fan of Matt from G4 and James Bonding. Thank you. A uh, new fan of Dory from her writing, including a recent purchase of a new audiobook. I'm 41, planning on not having kids. My girlfriend, whom I live with, is 43 and claims she doesn't want children. But I'm concerned she's wasting her time with me and not being honest about that. She'd make a great mother. And I am a so-so uncle at best. We live together. It feels like it's time to end it. And honestly, have no idea how. Hmm, interesting. You've had one hot dog this year and you live in... San Juan Capistrano, 26 hundo square feet. It's pretty nice, by the way. It's a lot of space out there. Well, Matt, this is, uh, it's clear to me that if she's not done with this kind of relationship, you already are. I had the same thought. Um, you might be projecting. Yep. And that's okay, you know. You don't you don't have to feel a certain way about anybody, but it is important to have tact and sort of figure out the best way to do this. Um. Hmm. 
Interesting. Forty-one plan on not having kids. She's forty-three and claims she doesn't want children. Okay, there's words here that are like red flagging claims. Yep. It means you don't believe what she's saying. Yep. <laughs> uh, you're concerned that she's wasting her time with you and not being honest about that. Well, that feels like a projection of you feel like you're wasting your time or wasting her time. Um, she'd make a great mother, but has not expressed any desire to be a great Correct. mother at, at any point here. <laughs> um, you being a so-so uncle at best is fine. That's what uncles are for. They're there to be so-so. Uh, I'm a so-so uncle to many. <laughs> um, okay. Let me think about this in a reasonable way. I mean, you could just grow uh, more and more distant and cold and, and drive her away and force her hand and make her leave you. And that would be the immature thing to do. And the thing that Matt would have done probably, Matt, me would have done if I were like 15 years younger or 10 years younger. But not 41. 41. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 37 and don't have time for that shit. So, um, be fair to each other. Be fair to yourself. Be fair to her. Don't waste any more time. You know? Uh, I think you just got to have a conversation. Yeah. And it, I mean, it does sound to me like you don't want to be in the relationship anymore. I mean, have, just from every word you type. <laughs> I mean, I had the exact same reaction. Like it sounded to me like this person was looking for an excuse to break up. You're looking for an out. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to drive. You're trying to make it. You're trying to come out of this as the good guy. Mm. And I think in this situation, just the act of trying to come out of this as the good guy is making you the bad guy. Ah, so that is a good analysis. I would rather just you just come out of it like a reasonable adult human being, you know, and just sort of have that hard conversation. And uh, yeah, I mean that's it. My last, my last, you know, the last time I broke up with a person. We were both adult, very adult about it. It was all very reasonable. And we both, we had the conversation. There was no, nobody ran off and was cheating with anybody. And nobody, you know, there's no big blow up fight or anything like that. It just was like, it's like, this is the time. I mean, it is what it is. And it sounds like you guys might be there. At the very least, you're already there. Mm -hmm. So I would say have a conversation. I think that's. Might be a hard conversation. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I would yeah. appreciate a follow up. I would too. Thank you. And your follow up can come as a full written denial of everything I have said. <laughs> mm, maybe I'm reading into it wrong. I I thought your analysis was spot on. I usually am pretty spot on with my analysis. <laughs> I, I especially. I'm also very healthy and I'm a good <laughs> dad. I I especially appreciated your analysis of how he's trying to to come out of this as a good guy. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that aspect of it, but that's a good... Oh, that's all you're looking for. That's a good... You're looking for, like, when you explain to your friends what happened. Right. They take your side. Right. Oh, she, well, she really wanted kids. Yeah. Some <laughs> Something that lets you off the yeah, quote-unquote Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. When in the reality of it is, you both can be good guys, and you both can be over it. Yeah. And yep. you both can be like, you know, we just want to write for each other. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. It happened. Maybe you guys go on a, a trip to Cabo during a snowstorm and rekindle things. I don't know. Mm. But he lives in San Juan Capistrano. There's probably not a ton of snowstorms. <laughs> not yet. Um, all right. Well, on that analytical note. We should break. Yeah, we should. We'll be right back once again. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, we're back. Hello. Henry update. He is still standing in his crib <laughs> quietly. Now trying to look at the zipper of his sleep sack and figure out what he can do about it. All no, right. no nap has been had. Nope. Okay. Says so a text. What stroller was it that you brought on the plane with you for your trip? I'm looking to get one before a trip to Arizona later in the year. We have the Kalugo compact stroller. There you go. Not and an ad. I, I'm a fan um, we have another stroller. We have the mountain buggy travel stroller, and I find it very buggy, <laughs> if you will. Matt, I don't know if you Boo. remember when we took that stroller to Boston, I think it was. Yes, it must have been. And we were waiting in the security line, and I was trying to fold it, and I couldn't fold it. Vaguely have a recollection of that. It was like... This is a travel stroller. It's supposed to fold really easily. And like, I could not get it to fold. Yeah. Like, it was just a nightmare. The Kalugo, I find extremely easy to fold. I can do it one handed. Almost to a fault. What do you mean? Like, I could fold it. Easily. I could fold it with Henry in it. Like, <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's exaggerating, everyone. Um, no, but I, I do really like the stroller. It has, has a little bit of storage in it. Henry seems comfortable in it. Um, recommend it highly recommend it um yeah great thoughts yep thank you that's the stroller that fits in the overhead no problem yeah unless i mean i guess unless you're on like a really small plane or something yeah if you're on a puddle hopper what do they call those puddle jumpers puddle jumpers or a prop plane and it's probably not gonna fit in the overhead but if you're on like a big or some sort of biplane with an open jet, cockpit and yeah put that thing in the overhead all right Matt, we've reached the Disney portion of the podcast. So soon, but I'm ready. Okay, this is from Nassim. I thought I might get this email, by the way. After the podcast ended, I was like, I think the Land Pavilion's still there because they still have that boat ride and that slow-spinning restaurant that AJ likes so much, the Garden Grill. All right, so Nassim says, I had to write in for the first time because of all the <laughs> Disney content, which I love and can never get enough of. Matt, the Land Pavilion in Epcot is not gone. I know. It was actually Ellen's Energy Adventure that Guardians is replacing, so you can still access Garden Grill and Sunshine Seasons inside. Garden Grill, that's the one. There we go. AJ's favorite character breakfast. Some in-park dining recommendations, I'm not sure, that were mentioned. Go. Tiffin's inside Animal Kingdom is surprisingly good and fairly easy reservation to get. Must try their bread service. Okay. And most quick service in Animal Kingdom is really quite good. Flame Tree, BBQ, Satuli Canteen, to name a few. Brown Derby in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I enjoy the Brown Derby. Dory, Via, uh, Dory and I went there with my parents. Via Napoli in Epcot. Uh, never been. Heard great things about their pizza. The Wave and California Grill, while not in Magic Kingdom, are so easy to access via the monorail or walking to Contemporary Those that I think the they're contempo. worth a mention. Dory and I had breakfast at the Wave. It we was not, not great. Yeah, correct. We did not eat at the California Grill. But then we had breakfast at the Character Buffet at the Mickey and Friends there. Which we thought was surprisingly good. It was the best thing we ate all. But it was also fresh. That was it. Yeah. That was the big, like, whoa, finally. Food that Fresh was food. very recently made. <laughs> um, Topolino's is so easy to access with the Skyliner slash gondolas from Epcot and Hollywood Studios that I have to include this. They have the best character breakfast on property and dinner is fantastic too. If you are, if you all are staying at Art of Animation in the future, definitely add this character breakfast in. Well. Yeah. We are. Supposedly. What do you mean supposedly? What if something else comes up, you know? Like what? Like a really good deal on a... On a, on a Conda on a contempo. <laughs> um, it won't. I mean, I still maintain that we should use a Disney travel agent, which you 
don't agree with. What are you talking about? You've never brought this up. I have brought this. I did. I have brought this up. I did bring it up. I brought it up for this trip, and you were kind of offended, and you were like, "What? You don't think I play on the last trip well?" You got. You I remember. Got I remember that conversation. Yeah, I don't remember that being around. Uh, it was because I wanted to use a travel agent. Oh. To plan our trip and like get us like to make our dining reservations and like do all that stuff so we didn't have to deal with it. Oh, I don't think they do that. Yes, they do. They make your dining yes. reservations. They get up better early yes. for you. Oh boy. Well, call the vacationeers or the or what's the other Small one? Small world vacations. Small or world something. vacations. Um, all right, brunch in Disney Springs on weekends. Wine bar, George and Homecoming. They are both so so good. Okay. Also, I have to plug, not even just for myself, even though I am one, but to encourage people to please use a travel agent specializing in Disney for your Disney trips. Whoa. You are a travel agent specializing in Disney? They're free, and it's such an easy way to support a small business. They handle dining reservations, park passes, fast passes if they ever come back. This is why you know this information. And so much more just for handling your package or hotel booking with Disney, both world and land. Disney World in particular is a confusing maze, especially now. And if you're a type A planner, you can still control what Whatever you want to. I know this sounds like an ad, but truly encourage looking into it. Thank you both so much for what you do. This journey is extremely isolating, and this podcast is such a bright spot to listen to every Monday. Did you write her back? No. You write her back. Use her. Who cares? Oh, okay. She seems like, I mean, did she want to plan our trip? I don't know. Well, she better. She better want it. <laughs> um,. Thank you, Nassim, for these suggestions. Appreciate I appreciate it. the uh, food at Animal Kingdom is surprisingly good. Except the firecracker I, shrimp. Except the firecracker shrimp at the Yak and Yeti. The Yak and Yeti smells like a dish rag <laughs> um, and is AJ's favorite spot in the Animal Kingdom. Uh, and boy, oh boy, that restaurant was a hard pass. A firecracker shrimp was awful. Was awful. Like I feel like you get better firecracker shrimp in the frozen section. At yeah, Costco. a thousand percent. <coughs> Any Trader Joe's frozen item is better than yes. this firecracker shrimp. What I would describe as a shrimp, shrimp fried shrimp granules, smothered, smothered in a chipotle mayo. <laughs> yes, chipotle sriracha mayo or some bullshit. I don't know what it was. Not good is the answer. It was not good. Yeah, do not recommend. All right, we have a voicemail. DNR. Are we ready for a voicemail? Sure. Oh, wait. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Penny from Massachusetts. Um, Just want to say I love your podcast. Um, And it's uh, so much fun to listen. Um, I have two IVFs kiddos, 14 and 11, so um, I went to IBS many years ago before, um, you know, there was a podcast or a community for support. Um, this is in response to Mary from Framingham, who was talking about going to Disney. I think I am one of those Disney adults now <laughs> who love Disney Um I just took my 14-year-old, just me and him, on a three-day trip to Disney. We just got back two days ago, and I'm already plotting when I can go again. Um, I would highly suggest her to look at a resort on the Skyliner route. Um, My favorite resort is Caribbean Beach. Um, It's a moderate resort. So it's maybe slightly more... I did. Luxurious, I guess, than uh, a value resort. But it's also on the Skyliner and then has the bus service as well. Um, I love the fact that I don't have to drive once I land at Orlando. I know things will change next year, but I take the Magic Express to my resort and then, you know, take the bus or the Skyliner. The Skyliner lines move really fast now. They've become extremely efficient. So, you know, it'll be easier for her to go to at least Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And she doesn't have to worry about taking the bus or waiting for a bus. Um, And I got to say, I stayed at Pop just, like I said, two days ago. And when 
Magic Kingdom closed after the fireworks and everyone headed to the exit. They had six buses waiting just for pop. And so I waited maybe 15 minutes um, to get on a bus and back to my resort. Do not recommend Animal Kingdom Lodge. So far. Um, Rather spend the time at Animal Kingdom and do the safari and see the animals instead. So hopefully this helps her. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you, Disney Adult Penny, for your Disney Adult Corner. Uh, yeah, we haven't been since the Skyliner opened. We were we were there under, when it was under construction a couple years ago uh, at the Contemporary. Mm-hmm. I'd always wanted to stay there. Dory had stayed there. Apparently, she was for la di growing up. Well, <laughs> we stayed there once, well, and it was a similar... We stayed there nuns. My my mom was like very into the idea of staying at the hotel that the monorail went through. Yeah, and I was excited by that I mean, too. How could you not? Yeah, I believe that was the trip where I was like super into Epcot. Well, that was Epcot's prime, you know. Yeah, it was probably around 1986. Like I'm talking future world. Yeah. And I was like the perfect age. Fucking figment. You know, I was like nine, nine or ten. Yeah, sure. So, anyway, um, thank you, Penny. Penny, I look forward to hopefully running into you on a gondola someday. Yep. And then we have one last email. Mm-hmm. Hello, Matt and Dory. It's me, Lauren Gleason, the donkey of prey. Oh. I'm the one who missed her marathon in 2018 due to a damn virus. <laughs> The good news is that the Disney World Marathon is coming back this January, and it's actually on my birthday. Finally, a chance for redemption. Lauren Gleason, a.k.a. Donkey of Prey. Lauren, get at it. (laughs) Run those 26 Uh, point some odd miles. Point two. And uh, just, just, just show that pavement who's boss. Yeah. Well, after after we're dealing with the fucking gamma variant. Oh God! <laughs> That's past echo, by the way. And there's going to be so many. It's going to be great. But it's time to say thank you to our patrons, the people who support the podcast uh, each and every month, and uh, as a result, get bonus episodes that Dory and I have to record uh, this coming week. Uh, Five dollar level or above, you get your name right on the podcast. So thank you. You also get the back catalog. If you join now and you need more episodes to listen to, there's a ton sitting behind that lovely little Patreon paywall. Uh, so thank you to the following: Emily Harden, Fry, Freya, uh, Gita Drury, Heather, Jane Ennis, Jennifer Sika, Jennifer T. Brennan, Jenny Fick, Jesse Fisher, Jesse Labadee, Janan. Joanna Reinwald Karen Perlman Katie Allen Carrie L Kristen Anderson Christine Kelly Laura Bennett Laura Madge Lauren Schultz Lisa Bartley Lynn Nugent Madeline McCarthy Mara Fass Mary Messick Mary Myra Hi Mom Megan Madaris Melanie Braunbeck Melissa Merrill H Nancy Olson Nicola Hill Nicholas Kidmore Nicole Mustafa Narantha Belagobel Rachel Kuzma Rob Bean Samantha Shauna Mandel Sir Reginald Pennybottom Steph Gorlnick Susanna Perez. The Buyer Seas. And Wendy Fick. Thank you all very much for listening. And uh, stay the course, everybody. Run that marathon in January. All right. Bye. Bye.